to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. We really did want to share today and open up our heart and open up this whole thought called The Measure of a Man. And before I uh, go any further, I want to introduce uh, our guests today and great to have Sam with us as well as Paul. And these two are just brilliant, brilliant guys who I've got a lot of respect for and are really grateful for the friendship that they have in my life as well. But Sam, for a young guy, literally has uh, achieved a lot in his life and not only is a big stature of a man, but uh, I love the vision that he carries, the passion that he lives with and the fact that in about maybe even today, in the next two weeks, you are going to become a dad. Oh, I hope not today. My phone's on flight mode at the moment. But um, yeah, literally it could happen any time this month. So super excited. It's going to yeah. be um, a huge life change, but really looking forward to it. And Thea's doing really well. Yeah, that's so, so good, man. So good. And being a dad uh, for the first time, no doubt, you've got to get your dad jokes going down. So yeah. my thought, uh, maybe just quickly, just a couple of dad jokes to set you up, mate, to try and help you out here. Yeah. So just a few is uh, why are elevator jokes so good? Because they work on so many levels. Come on. That's a good one right there. Uh, uh, did you know that milk was the fastest liquid on earth? Uh, it's pasteurised before you've even seen it. Boom. There you go. And the last one. Come on, this is a goodie. Why do you, uh, what do you call uh, when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. Oh, yes, there it is. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, we're rich with content today. It's really good. Hey, uh, also great to have Paul here. And um, Paul has got an awesome son, Joseph, who's, uh, is, who's a young professional now, uh, amazing wife and reader, but also is just someone who believes in people so much. And you've been an incredible role model to me, and you're a, like a father figure to many. And so we're really honoured to have you a part of today, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. It's great to be on board. No, oh, it's <laughs> awesome. I know this is going to be just really our heart today is this, is that just, you know, I guess God would speak through this moment. And it can be easily to say, you know what, let's just, uh, you know, just, let's just pump everybody's tyres up and let's just, you know, go, you know, yeah, the men. And it is great to, to speak with men and there's a great camaraderie that comes with that and there's a great strength about that. But I guess we wanted to really speak into the heart. We wanted to speak into, uh, you know, the, the place for us as men that we have in regards to who God calls us to be but then also the journey of what it takes for us to live this life, to, to outwork who he has destined us to be on the inside. And, and this whole thought, the measure of a man, and you would have received a, a gift in the mail or it's on its way. All right, we all understand that Australian Post has got some major delays at the moment. So if you've received it, that's awesome. But if it's still coming, then don't want to burst the bubble of what you're getting. But in there, there's a there's little card that just says then, you know, from everyone here at Life, we honour you. And, and on the back, it, it declares this. It says, you know, we thank God for you. And we commend all that you are while championing all that is to come. And it says, always remember, it's who we are in Christ that reveals the true measure of a man. And in that uh, gift as well, there's actually this little, uh, this cool little gift that we have, a little Milwaukee uh, of any brand. Milwaukee's a great brand, but a little Milwaukee tape measure. And I know that today this is going to come into the picture of what we're talking about. And it's going to be something that you're going to be able to have that continually refreshes, I pray, what God deposits in your heart uh, over the next uh, you know, 20 minutes as we share. But, it, you know, I guess we ask the question, what, what is the measure of a man? You know, it's character. Yeah, it's, humil it's humility, sorry. It's, it's faithfulness, trustworthiness. It's the integrity that we live with. You know, it's how we handle ourselves in adversity. It's how we lead others and love those that are around us. 
how we look out for those who, you know, again, are the least of these. You know, how we can cook a steak on the barbecue and have patience when putting IKEA furniture together. Those are the true measures of a man. But I love what it says in 1 Samuel 6, verse 7. And this is God's appointed uh, man of God, a prophet, Samuel. And he's going to anoint a king. And he goes on his way to the family where the father is Jesse and he's got eight kids. And and basically he comes up and he he looks at the boys in front of him. And it says, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab. And he thought, surely that this is the Lord's anointed. Stand here before me. There he is, this man of God. Look at him. Look at the stature. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. I love that. For I have actually rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, if I look at my own life and then I started to have this dynamic, I guess where I would start to measure myself to somebody else, where I would, you know, get out who I am and start measuring myself against, say, Sam. You know, gosh, there's a, there's some big expectations right there. You know, like I'm never going to have the strength this man has. I'm never going to have the height that he has. And and I can find myself in my own eyes starting to, I guess, pull down and deny who I truly am. If I measure myself against Paul and the fact that it doesn't matter whether it's today or 20 years ago, he looks the same. He never ages. It's impossible for this guy to get older. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to fail. The crinkles are going to come. If I measure myself towards someone like Micah, you know, you might not know Micah, but he was drumming today. But not only is he doing that, he's leading this whole filming. Not only does that, he's a great builder. Not only does that, he can make kids on demand. There's like, it's out of control. If we measure ourselves towards others, we're always going to find ourselves flailing. But it can be such a temptation. And I want to have a conversation with the guys today. And I really pray that it translates for, for all of us. But you know, I guess the question for us is, is, is why... Is it so tempting? Why is it so prevalent that we measure ourselves up to others, that we are constantly looking at others and putting the value or the the credit of who we are to the side because we ideal in somebody else? That's a good question, Craig, because we're always comparing ourselves to other people. Um, You know, and I think for me, it's always been growing up playing sport. You always wanted to be the best. You wanted to be the best at what you, what whatever game you played. So you compared you compared yourself against those that were good, and you'd strive to be that. And just even in life in general, you see people that you may think that are succeeding, and you measure yourself up that because it's something you want to be. But we, as soon as we take our eyes, I believe, off off Jesus and of what God's called us to be, then we're forever competing against one another or competing to what the world standard is or the person you may think has got it all together but we always have this picture that the grass is greener on the other side of the of the fence where in actual facts we should be really working on what God's called us to be. Yeah absolutely it's so true Paul and I think every time or any time we measure up ourselves against somebody else you know it really robs the reality who God has called us to be. And uh, we end up simply just sidelining and bypassing ourselves to try and be like somebody else. And I think actually when we act like this or live like this or measure like this, we're letting insecurity lead. And insecurity is only going to do two things. It's only going to cause us either to one, strive, uh, which basically means we overcompensate. We try and be the best. We try and outdo one another and, you know, overproject. And we're constantly looking for the validation or the recognition from somebody else or something else. And that's incredibly dangerous. Or the opposite is, is we settle. 
and we stop actually aspiring and we stop dreaming and we stop living with a sense of fight and purpose. And really we lack ambition and we discredit what God has got on our lives and we live from a place of defeat. And I don't know about you guys, but any time that I've connected with somebody or just, you know, met people who have just had knocks of life uh, going on, uh, you know, life's de- dealt them a bad uh, hand and they're, and they're in a place of defeat or feeling like they've uh, lost their, their purpose. It hurts, right? Like it, it's hard to see. But I want to encourage you, maybe you're in that place right now. I want to encourage you that you're not alone. We all fight these fights. We all take knocks. But I want to encourage you, secondly and more importantly, that the fight you're fighting, God has already won. Jesus speaking in John 16, He says this, Hey guys, in this world, right, you're going to have trouble. It's going to throw some stuff at you. But I want you to take heart. I have overcome the world. And what Jesus is basically saying is, guys, whatever you're going to go through, I'm enough and I've done enough. And I know for me personally, in the moments where I've felt really insufficient or insecurity has been too loud, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 in the NAV, which is the new Australian version, it speaks into my life. And this is how I read it. It says, but he said to me, Craig, mate, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. So stop feeling like you've got to have it all together. Stop feeling like you've got to know the next step and you've got to have everything landed and planned. No, I want you to boast in the gladness of your weakness. And I want you to let Christ's power be enough. Can I just encourage you right now? Maybe you are feeling a little knocked down. Come on, let Christ's power be enough. Get your fight back. It's time to rise. But I do know that in times, and maybe you're in again in this place where you look at your life and you're further away from where you know you're called to be or you desire to be or God's plan is for you. And maybe just for a moment, Sam, like what would you say to someone in this situation? Yeah, Craig, for me, when I think of, um, it, it's about striking a balance between having the vision and striving and being grateful for the little things at the same time. Because the reality is God will always give us a, a vision for our lives that's bigger than what we can even comprehend. Um, you know, no matter who you are, you know, God's plans for you are bigger than what you thought possible. But if we solely focus on that, I think it's so easy to become overwhelmed and put pressure back on ourselves but to balance that out, it's so important to just be grateful and to show appreciation to God. You know, thank you so much, um, you know, that I'm healthy, that I'm alive today. Thank you for our relationship. For me personally, I love to thank God for my wife every single day. It's just a little thing, but um, that relationship I have with my wife is so important. You know, things may not be perfect in our relationship, but to be thankful for that and to be thankful that I can go into the uh, workplace and be able to have a job and be employed. Um, I've got you know, huge aspirations of where, where I want to go. And as we know in the Bible, it says, without vision, the people perish. So it's important to have that vision, but um, to be thankful um, helps that balance it out. Yeah, absolutely. And Sam, I'd love you to expand, like we were talking earlier about, I guess, let's be real about where we are right now and the season that we're in uh, with COVID and, and the restrictions that have been placed on people and this feeling of somewhat not being able to fulfil even the potential that we do have or be active with the, the passions we have or maybe the gifts that we've got or then the career that we, you know, have, have studied in or worked hard to actually uh, have as something as, a, as an occupation that we're a part of. You know, um, how much do you feel like that is, is speaking to people's value at the moment and, and actually distorting, you know, the reality of who God says somebody is 
Well, well, it's huge. You know, I think for a lot of people, especially, um, you know, being Father's Day, for men, we find our identity in, our, in what we do for, for work, for a living. And for a lot of people right now, that's been taken away from them, unfortunately. That's, that's just the reality of it. And um, when that's taken away, it can have a crushing impact on our soul and, and our self-confidence. And, uh, you know, there's a feeling of helplessness out there at, at the moment in this season. But what can we do? I think it comes down to, well, what's in our hand right now right. in this moment? What's in our hand? You know, God said to Moses, um, you know, he was shepherding, you know, in the pastures, he was outside where God wanted him and uh, he felt underqualified for the assignment that God was telling him to do and God said to him, you know, what's in your hand? I think that's the question we need to ask ourselves. Um, you know, the little thing it might be, whether it's um, going and donating your time um, or it's helping someone else out that might be in need. And I think out of those actions or those steps or just reflecting, well, what can I do in this season, even though what I'm familiar with has been taken away. What can I do differently? And I think we'll find our breakthrough. Yeah, mate, that's so good, Sam. I always think that's an incredible thought, that we constantly need to be looking to get our eyes off ourselves. And where can we serve someone? Where can we help someone? I know for me recently, I've just been stirred to buy a coffee for somebody every time I buy one. Maybe the person in front or behind me, and it's funny the looks you get and how you've got to convince people. But it just, again, it just adds to who we are. It just lets us do something with our life, do something in a moment that's not about us, not about where we sit right now. But maybe, what about you, Paul? We've been in lockdown since March. Um, 13 weeks after that, I got an email just to let us know the statistics of how many people have taken their lives. And it's it's shocking. It really is shocking. Mm. And I find that in that area, we have... We, ha we have to find our strength yeah. in, in all areas in our lives. We have to find our strength. And our strength only comes through Jesus. And I really believe that it's time that we spend time with God. Um, I, I take a scripture and it says, you know, come to me all those that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Yeah. Um, and what I used to find myself doing was I'd go to God. I'd say, hey, God, these are my problems. This is what's going on in my life. Help me. But I found myself not staying there long enough for the exchange to take place. I found myself just um, just venting. I'd vent, uh, this is what's going on, God, help me. But I really found until I found that time that I'd spend, my, spend time with Jesus and sit there long enough for the exchange to take place. Mm. So I found in my heart that if I had, was going through a disappointment or I had anxiety in my life, that I could stay there long enough and know that I'd walk away with peace and joy. Yeah, but I'd stay there long enough. And it's, it's only through Christ that we can find our strength. And, and to measure up to other people, I think that's something that we need to break down as men. Because as men, we need, as men, you go through things and we have this bravado that's so false yeah. that we, we've got it all together because under that bravado, there's so, it's, it's like a bluff. Yeah. We have so many insecurities, so many problems that we need to deal with. And I really believe it's only through Christ that we can deal with it. You know, the world can give you steps, one, one to five steps on how to be a better man. But until you find what your purpose in, is in Christ, that gives you strength to move on. That gives you strength that when your feet hit the ground, every morning that you wake up and your feet hit the ground, that gives you strength to carry through that next day. And I just think as men, we need to be more vulnerable with men to be able to and stand with men and just to, yeah, just to spend more time with God and with men. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, it's 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 fantastic, mate. I, I think that linger, you know, linger to then what he says lasts. 
um, stay in that place until you hear it and you don't just know it, but you hear it. Like you hear it that you hear it. And I think one of the incredible things um, is that God, you know, he reveals so clearly uh, to Jesus who he was. And I just know, um, you know, that if there's anything that we all need, all of us, I believe that we all need from our fathers is to know that we're loved and to know that, he's, that our fathers are proud of us. I think that's something that universally every single person needs, not just men, every lady, to know your father loves you and is proud of you. And I think Jesus, uh, you know, has these moments twice actually where we are recorded in, in Scripture where we hear God, uh, converse, God's audible conversation with Jesus. Two accounts. One first one is when he comes out of the water, uh, when he's baptised. Mm. And as he comes up out of the water, it says that the heavens opened and the, the Spirit of God descended like a dove uh, on him. And it says, a voice from heaven said this, this is my son whom I love and with whom I'm well pleased. That's amazing. Like that's an incredible thing to hear that. This is my son. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the first thing we hear. That's the first thing Jesus, he hasn't started his ministry. He hasn't gone and done all these accolades. He hasn't risen everyone from the dead. He hasn't multiplied any food. He hasn't brought wine to the party. Uh, he simply gets this word from his father over him. Mm. And the second time that we hear the account of where God speaks is in the transfiguration where they're up on a mountain in Matthew 17. It says, while I was still speaking, a cloud covered them and a voice from God, uh, from the cloud, sorry, said, which was God, said, this is my son whom I love again and with whom I'm well pleased. And then it says, listen to him. Mm. And I think for all of us, like we can be so busy trying to find from others what actually God is making freely available to us. We're looking to get it from the accolades of others. We're looking to get it even from our spouse, from our wife. We're looking to get it from uh, you know, a work environment. And these things aren't negatives in our lives, but they cannot be the foundation from which we get our value. You know, when I wrote this, uh, I actually hesitated when I said, we thank God for you and commend all that you are. Mm. I, at that moment, I thought, you know, for a bunch of us, commend who I am. Like, look, at, I know who I am. <laughs> There's nothing to commend here, but here is God and I want you to hear it. He commends you. He's proud of you. You know, the, the reason we're struggling is uh, at this time, and many people are struggling, is because we just don't know how much our Father loves us. We don't just know how much that He actually speaks life over us. He doesn't, He's speaking such value over you. He loves you. He is so, so proud of you. And, uh, you know, I think for all of us and, and dads out there listening to this, you know, men who are going to become fathers, listen to this. You need to tell your kids as often as you can that you love them and that you're proud of them. Every single night that when I'm saying goodnight to our kids, I'm saying, Zion, I love you. Mate, I'm proud of you. You know, and I say it to Hope and Hope's funny because she says it back. I say, I love you. She goes, love you. And I'm proud of you, Hope. And she goes, proud of your dad. And, and I say it over our son Ezekiel, who's only two years old. He doesn't say anything back at the moment. But I say, mate, I'm proud of you. And I want you to hear this. If you're hearing from God, but you're not hearing those as the first words you hear, I love you. I'm proud of you. Come on, I want you to capture it in this moment. He loves you. He's proud of you. He loves you. He's proud of you. He loves you and He's proud of you. There's men and there's people listening to this and, and you say, well, I don't even believe in God. doesn't change the fact that He loves you and He's incredibly proud of you. Yeah. You're so valued. You know, the measure you have against yourself, put it down. You're loved. The only measure you need to know is the measure of love that God has towards you and it's exorbitant. It's beyond reason. 
In fact, the Bible tells us in, in Ephesians, it says you know, that you would know this love that surpasses all understanding. As much as you can grasp of his love towards you, it's still not going to grasp really how vast and how great it is. And, you know, um, I think for all of us, if, if we're not seeing God as an absolute elaborate dad who's flat out and madly in love with us, then we're going to see him as someone who's a bit of a driver and a dictator. And I want to tell you that that is going to rob our relationship first and forth. And then it's going to rob that reality of who you truly are. Come on, you are loved. <laughs> you are valued. You know, that, and I think there is, there's great measures that we can have in our life. And, and there's things that out of this understanding of who we are, God has called us to live certain ways. He's called us to live with character. He's called us to live with humility. He's called us to live with integrity and be trustworthy and faithful. But I'd love it for the guys just to share for a few minutes on, on things in their own heart that they would say, you know what, these are measures I do live by. These are things that I actually try and actively put in part of my life. And so, Sam, I'd love you just to share for a few minutes on, on I guess, revelations that you've got, measures that you have in your own life uh, that you aspire to be like and, and that really are God-led. Thanks, Craig. For me, I think what really challenges me, challenges me is what the Scripture says about where we can find our measure as a man. And yeah. I can't go past the Scripture in, in Matthew 20 where it says, he who wishes to be great among you, let him be your servant. So and for me, that's the, the ultimate character trait of a man is his commitment in wanting to serve other people. You know, when the world will say that, we find our, our measure in life or we leave our mark on the world with a level of notoriety or through different accomplishments or achievements. Jesus said, no, serve. Let he who wishes to be great, let him be your servant. So good. Love um, mm. And I suppose, you know, to lead on from that, I'd, I'd love to share a couple of men who I really admire and look up to. And I can't go past my dad who, who was and is committed to our family and growing up as a kid, it was something that I probably took a little bit for granted, whether it was out kicking the footy in the park or, um, you know, he was seeing him help mum in the kitchen, cooking and cleaning. But those little things really uh, paved the path of what it means to serve your family. And that's how I would love to live out my life in service to my family. And from a business point of view, I, I really admire Andrew Forrest. You know, he's a great Australian businessman and, and on paper, you know, the world would see, you know, he, he's valued at over $20 billion. And, you know, I've read extensively on Andrew Forrest and his life and his career. And what really jumps out at me is his commitment to serving the community. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something that Andrew and his wife, Nicola, really, really pride themselves on. And they've set up a charitable organisation, the Mindaroo Foundation, uh, and really uh, with a focus on helping uh, Indigenous into employment, uh, with helping to solve human slavery, and, and more recently with what's been going on in our community with the bushfires, our very large donors to that relief effort, and then with COVID, with personally procuring the personal protective equipment and, and COVID testing kits from overseas when the Australian supplies were running low. But, but ultimately, I think scripture gives us one of the greatest yeah. illustrations in, uh, in, in John 13, and it's one of Jesus' last moments on earth with his disciples, and I'll just paraphrase it for, for time's sake, but it, Jesus was in there, they were having supper together, and it says that he rose, he tied a towel around his waist and got the water basin and, and began washing the disciples' feet. Mm. And for me, that's just such a profound image because here you've got God in the flesh washing his disciples' feet, and Jesus goes on to say, 
you know, you call me teacher and Lord and you are right for so I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. And, you know, I think my question is, particularly to the men because it's Father's Day and, and I just want to echo the words of Pastor Paul from, from a few months back is, how can you use your strength to serve others? Mm-hmm. God has designed us, each and every one of us, for a specific purpose and with, with specific giftings mm. and how are you going to serve your family, mm. your community and your workplace this season? Remember what Jesus said, that he who desires to be great among you must be your servant. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I love that, Sam. So good. And it's amazing. Like when you think about that, that moment that Jesus had, you know, and you research it further into just what that meant, just the position that he took uh, to enable him to be able to, you know, to really do the lowest of the low job, the lowest of the low moment, uh, uh, to be able to reveal that no, nothing is below him. Nothing should be below us. <laughs> and I think it's amazing, Paul, like you've, I've seen uh, up close just how much you've always lived as a priority to do life with others. You know, you've, you've, as you said, you've walked through stuff, you're a businessman, there's stuff that happens within business and, and all that kind of thing, but you've always made a priority of speaking life into people, helping others, getting alongside them and, uh, and really just injecting hope. And I guess, you know, for you, mate, that, that passion you have to do life with others. Tell us a bit about that and, and how, how can that be a measure that we carry? <laughs> you know what, Craig, there's, Jesus left, left a great commission, you know, go out and make disciples. And I look at that a little bit different. Yeah, it's a great commission, but men making men, you know, grabbing younger guys and, and teaching them, teaching the ways of so many different things. There's, you know, just the, around money, around marriage, around bringing up a family, yeah. you know, around sex, around being pure, walking right. a pure life, you know, and even just the, the difficulties of today, you know, there's so many of them. And it's so important to just bring them in and just encourage them. And there's so many great men of faith that I look up to that have done that for me, have brought me under their wing and helped me and discipled me, so to speak, taught me on certain things in my life. And there's so many people that are are great Christian men that I encourage you guys, if you're out there, grab some younger men that need a father in the faith and just encourage them and build them up in areas of of life today because there's so many challenges out there and it's only through Christ. And sometimes things can get so dark and we can't see beyond the walls. The walls go up and we can't see beyond the walls. And it takes another man just to walk alongside to just to help him break down the walls. We know it's through Christ, but sometimes we need that extra man just or extra person just to help yep. break down those walls. And I just believe that God has got so much for each individual. Mm. There's gold in everyone. God has a purpose Absolutely. for every person, man, woman, child. God has a purpose. And that's my encouragement that I'd love to see people just to reach what God's called them to be. Yeah, great. And I think that's it. It's about living this life bigger than ourselves. Mm. You know, when we are so focused on potentially our shortcomings, when we are so focused on maybe the areas that we don't, we're not proud of and, and, and when we maybe measure it to just another good, honest bloke, we, we feel like we fall short. Mm. Um, you know, don't fall into the trap of, of the enemy's lies that, that start telling you, well, that's all you are and that's all you'll be. No, there's a purpose on your life. You know, I love the, the detail of a tape measure is that I guess in itself it's, it's just a tape measure, it's just a hunk of plastic, but it's until what's inside of it is drawn out, then it starts to find its purpose and then it starts to enable. You know, the, the, I, I looked in the dictionary, what is the purpose of a tape measure? And the first words were to serve. 
to serve as a tool. And I think for all of us, you know, come on, whether you feel like you're, you're fully engaged right now and in your purpose or you feel like you're a little bit stagnant right now, don't lose sight of what's inside you. Don't lose sight of the fact that God has positioned you to be a tool. But the truth of it is, is, is it, like any tape measure, as I think about it on the spot, is that I can only reach so far on my own. I'm only going to get so far when it's in my own ability. But if I would enable somebody else to come alongside me to grab hold of, that's it. All of a sudden, what's in me is drawn even further as I allow somebody else. And I love the encouragement uh, and the time that I have with Sam and, and with Paul as well. But these guys enable there to go a whole lot further, a whole lot further than if I was just on my own. And I want to encourage you. you there's a purpose on the inside of you. And actually, like a tape measure, <laughs> the natural tendency is actually to withdraw. But there's an ability for us to actually to make a moment and these little lock-off moments, you know, know what? I'm going to stand in that position. If that's who God says I am, I'm going to stay there. And not just to stay there, but I'm going to keep extending myself and I'm going to keep going further. And I want to encourage some men, if you've just settled in enough, just settled in okay. You know, and I'm sure this tape measure is clicking through the microphone as I share, but if you've just settled and go, you know what, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm living a pretty extended life right now. I want to tell you God's got more for you. And the truth of it is, it's not about you measuring yourself, but it's about in the hands of the ultimate master builder, what can be created through your life is something of true significance. You know, I guess as I've been praying about today, I've been going, God, what is it that you want to say to your kids? What do you want to say to your sons? And, and I, as we've talked about these great measures that we can have in our life, I really felt like God took me to the scripture in Matthew 13. And it's basically this moment in time where Jesus was with His disciples and they're in this area called Caesarea Philippi. Now, this place was actually a place that had a whole lot of idol worship going on. They were worshipping false gods and it was a very spiritually dark place. And basically, they're just outside the village and He asks His disciples, He says, Who do they say the Son of Man is? And in verse 14, it says, And they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Now, when you think about it, those are some, some pretty good titles. Those are some pretty good reports. If you're going to have reports about who you are, some rumours, those are some great rumours to have. But here, Jesus basically doesn't stay there long. He moves on within some intentness and real purpose. He actually looks at His disciples and He says, but what about you? He asks, who do you say that I am? And it goes on and says in verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, which means the Saviour, the Liberator, the Champion. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for what was revealed to you was not by flesh or blood, but by my Father in heaven. You got this from God. God deposited that into your life, into your heart. And He says this, He goes, and I tell you now that you are Peter. Wow. Isn't it incredible that in his confession of who Christ was, he has given the assurance and the clarity of who he is. And out of that, he says, on this rock, this revelation, this unshakable truth, I'm going to build my church. And it goes on and says, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Powerful, powerful stuff. And I felt like God's been asking me this question and I want it to be posed to you as well as, who do you say he is? Because I believe that when we capture who Jesus is, we then encounter who we are. You know, I, I really believe that we will actually never be fully confident in who we are until we're fully convinced of who Christ is. I mean, think about it. Isn't it amazing that going into this, uh, you know, this heavy realm, uh, this place that where there's a, there's a lot of darkness going on, there's a lot of confusion going on, 
And he doesn't say to them, now guys, as you go in, I want you to remember who I told you you are. He actually asks them the question, he says, no, we're about to go into this environment. I want to know who you say I am. And Jesus wasn't saying that to prop him up. He was saying that to position them ready for what they're about to walk into. You know, I want to encourage us all with where we're at. Maybe it is confusing. Maybe it is chaotic. Maybe it is challenging. Maybe it's going fantastic and you're running a thousand miles an hour. I think we need to always come back to this question, and it's a great measure in our heart, is who do we say Christ is? Who is He to you? Who is He in your life? Because I believe if we can answer that with confidence, I believe there's going to be a real supernatural transaction that we live out of, a real state of play that says, you know what? It isn't about the measuring of my ability. It isn't about the measuring of what I get right and I don't get right. It's actually all about who He is. And I guess for me personally, if I answer the question, who is Christ? He's everything. He really is everything. I mean, if we look at it from a biblical perspective, He's the fulfilment of the law. Uh, he's the gateway to the, the everlasting love and that reality that we have a relationship with God through Christ, through His sacrifice, through His resurrection. We are made uh, right in God and we are able to have relationship with Him. Incredible. That's amazing. But I know for me that as well, He's the Redeemer. He's the one that restored my life. You know, when I was throwing it away, he's the one that pulled the pieces back together and he's made, you know, not out of a boast, but he's made a masterpiece. Come on, in his eyes, as I live out his purpose, I honestly was someone that had no vision for my life. I wondered if I'd be alive at even the age 21. But the moment I gave my heart to Jesus, the moment I accepted who he was into my life and I grabbed hold of his reality, all of a sudden vision came into my life, purpose came into my heart. Not again because of my efforts and my giftings, but because of who he is. He's amazing. You know, He's brought me freedom. He's brought me the, the reality of guilt to be wiped out of my life, the shame of my past to be removed. And he, I don't just say that he, he brought it into my life. No, He brought it with His life. That's incredible for every single one of us, whether we know it to be true in our own lives yet or not. He's bought freedom. He bought hope. He bought grace. He bought love. He bought a dream, a purpose, a future. He bought with His life the opportunity for us to be in relationship with Him. He's, he's everything. He's everything. He's not an attachment. He's not a Sunday service. He's not just a, a scripture or a passage in my Bible that I read every day. He's not just someone I talk to. No, He's everything. And it's when I really know who He is that again, I've really discover who I am. Now, I would love in a moment, I'm gonna ask Sam and, and Paul and myself, and we're actually gonna take a moment this day to pray over every single person, to pray over every single man and just believe for the heart of God to, to reach you, the, the love of God to meet you and the value of God to just be spoken into your life. But I would love to pray with one other group of amazing people before we go there. And, and I would love to pray for you if you don't yet know Jesus, if you don't yet know God and maybe you measure your life into a, a whole lot of things and, and you'd look at your life and say, you've got a, a lot of great runs on the board. There's a lot of great things that you have. That's awesome, fantastic. But do you know who Christ is? Do you know His love? Do you know that He's purposed you? Do you know that He created you? Do you know that He designed you? Do you know that He's a loving Father that looks down and you says, man, I love you. I am so proud of you. Because if you don't, the truth of it is, is you can. In fact, the Bible tells us clearly in Romans, it talks about the fact that if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, that at that point that we are saved, and it says that everybody who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. You're not exempt. He's not exclusive. 
If you're here today and you're listening to this and you say, Craig, I don't know who Christ is. I don't know who God is. You can know Him for yourself. You can have actually a personal relationship with Him. Or if you're here and you're saying, Craig, if I'd be honest with that question, who is Christ? I would say that He was once a close friend. He was once an ally. He was once the the Lord of my life. But if I look at my life now, I'd say I'm disconnected, I'm far away. You know what? I would love to pray a prayer with you that you would reconnect with God. Or if you've never known God, that you would meet Him for the very first time. I'd love you to take a step of faith actually right now to say, you know what, God, I'm going to put faith in you. I'm going to put some hope in you. And you watch God's presence meet you right where you are. You watch His love just pour out over your life. So we're going to pray this prayer. I'm going to lead you in it. And if you know you need to pray this prayer to get right with God, then I want you to pray it with me as well. Come on, let's say it together. Dear Jesus, today I open my heart to You and I receive You as Lord and Saviour of my life. I make a decision today to believe in You, to trust You. I make a decision today to believe that God made a way for me to find salvation through Jesus, who is the Christ, the Saviour, the Redeemer, the Champion. Today, make me new from the inside out. Set my feet on a solid foundation that I might be with you and live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, well, for those who just prayed that prayer, um, you know, we would love to honour the decision that you've made. You'll notice in the chat that a raised hand button came, which is basically you saying, you know what, that was me. I made that decision. Um, Otherwise, there's a a URL here and a QR code you can scan, which is going to take you to the website where we would love you just to put in a simple few details so we can get a Bible to you. It's imperative that this doesn't just become a a one-off prayer, but becomes part of your life, right? God's got incredible plans for you. And we would love to gift you this Bible this week, send it to you. Uh, We'd also love to let you know know through an email this week to how you can further your journey with God. All right? You have so much on your life. God is so towards you. Mm. And so before we go, guys, it's been great having you with us. And I want to thank you so much for just what you've shared out of your heart. But would you... um, you know, would we take a moment and let's just pray into every person. Let's just pray over every life. And, and wherever you're watching this from, come on, open your heart right now to receive God's Word over your life. And let's believe, come on, He's going to deposit something so, so rich at this time. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every person out there today that is watching or listening to this. Father, whether they're in the valley or whether they're on the mountaintop, I, I just pray that Your hand would be on them that you would be on all the families, you would be on all the businessmen, uh, all the people in schools or universities, Mm -hmm. Father, that your favour and your blessing would just overwhelm them right now in this time, Lord, and you would bring a fresh revelation, Mm -hmm. a fresh word, Lord, and a fresh touch of your encouragement. And as Pastor Craig said, Lord, that to receive you not only as our Lord and Saviour, Lord, but as our intimate friend that is there with us every single day of our lives. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Amen, Father. We just want to thank you for today, God. Father, we just thank you for all those that have tuned in, God, Father, even those for the very first time, Father. And I pray that today, God, today, Lord, you'll fall afresh on them, God. Fall afresh in their hearts, God, as they open it up to you, Lord. And Father, I just pray that today, God, it'll be just like a line in the sand, Lord, that they'll step over it, God, and it'll just be a a new way of living, God, just knowing that you're living within them, God. And Father, that you're just going to reveal so much truth into their hearts and into their lives, God. And I pray, God, that, Father, that they'll just connect, God, with people around them, Father, if not with their um, 
online, God, but, Father, we just thank you, God, for all that you're doing in people's lives, God. Father, we know times are hard, God, but, Father, we just thank you, God, that you're in the midst, God. You're pushing back the darkness, God, and you're lifting us up and you're making yourself known. And we just give you glory, honour and praise and just say thank you in Jesus' name. Yeah, yes, Lord. And, God, I just speak right now, Lord, just love and I speak the value of God over every single life, over every single heart. God, I pray right now that wherever anyone and everyone is watching this from, that they would know the impression of the Father's heart that says, I love you and I'm proud of you. God, before we do anything, Lord, that has always been your statement over us. Lord, and I declare, even for any person that right now that feels in, in their life they've failed, they feel like they've let you down, they've let their loved ones down. They, Lord, they feel like they've, they, they've, they've given up. God, I right now declare fresh life. I declare fresh hope. God, I declare fresh ability to know that you are the God that is with us and, Lord, that you have good things in store. Again, not just about us having a good life, but, Lord, we want to know, again, the fresh wonder of a love that's everlasting. I speak it over every heart. I speak it over every single person. Daughter, you are loved and God is proud of you. Son, you are loved and God is proud of you. God, I pray that we would receive this and that we would know it so strong in our heart from this moment forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, huge amen. And guys, thank you so much for being a part of today. And a massive happy Father's Day to everyone once again. Uh, We love you heaps. We honour you. And uh, we just trust you're going to have a great week. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.